The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. You don't want it. You don't need it. But you're going to get it anyway. The Kevin Sheehan Show. Here's Kevin. Cooley's with me today. There wasn't a show yesterday. I'll probably do another Saturday show, maybe with Tommy. Many of you couldn't wait to hear me uh, and Tommy yesterday because Tommy was so wrong about Juan Soto hitting second in the lineup, which he did not one day in a row, but two days in a row. Uh, We might do that tomorrow um, uh, with Tommy. Uh, We'll see how it goes. But Cooley's with me today. He's got film breakdowns continuing of Trevor Lawrence, of Zach Wilson. We're going to talk about the Snyder-Bruce Allen stuff here in a moment before we get to those film breakdowns. But I wanted to start with this, Cooley. You know, first of all, for those that didn't hear the show on um, Wednesday, it was really good. Cooley did a phenomenal job of breaking down Mac Jones. We had a lot of conversation about Drew Locke and if Denver drafts a quarterback, would they trade, you know, would they trade Locke? What would he be worth? Cooley loves Locke. I did a poll on that. 70% of the people do not want Drew Locke for a third. That's fine. They look at his pro performance and there isn't anything in his pro performance that says, you know, obviously he's going to be, you know, a franchise quarterback. But you could have said that about Josh Allen, you know, a year and a half into his career as well. But I wanted to start with this, Christopher. After Justin Fields had another pro day, I guess, with San Francisco people in attendance on DraftKings, he shot up the board as now the favorite to go to San Francisco at number three. He is minus 125. He's the favorite to be the third overall pick to San Francisco. Mac Jones is plus 150. He was the favorite. Now it's Fields. Lance is at plus 300. You still sticking with Jones, even though the the handicappers? Yeah, there's this really great interaction with Kyle Shanahan and Justin Fields at the Pro Day, and Kyle's sitting there with a cup of coffee and he's talking to fields and fields is laughing and everyone's going, Oh, this is his dude. Look at, look how natural they are. They don't care about the effing pro days. Yeah. 
I I'm with you. You know what I think this is? This is, remember on election night when Trump went from a massive underdog to then a massive favorite after Florida came in for him and I think another state, and I can't remember which one it was, and it was like this brief fleeting hour, mo- you know, hour span of time where Trump became the favorite to win the election, and then it completely flipped back the other way. And then Biden, I mean, it was a crazy night, election night with the odds. This is what's going on with number three which is the pivotal point in this upcoming draft. Is it going to be Fields? Is it going to be Jones? Is it going to be Lance? Now, the only thing I didn't say to you the other day as you went through this and you said 100% they're selecting Mac Jones at number three. Now, to be fair, you also said, you know, Mac Jones's upside may not be the upside of the other players, but this is the guy they want. You know, and you you said he's the guy that's still hitting the big Bertha driver, but it's good enough and it fits in with what they do. And the one thing that I didn't say to you is this, and I, I it was sort of approached um, or presented to me on the radio show this morning by my producer, actually, who's a big, he's so into the NFL draft. Um, are you really going to trade multiple future first round picks to move up nine spots to take Kirk Cousins. Because that's what Mac Jones is being compared to. Again, you said this the other day, and I agree with you. A lot of people just don't understand that Kirk Kirk Cousins is a good quarterback. He's a top 10, top 12 in that range quarterback. Is he elite? No. Is he, you know, is he Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes or Aaron Rodgers? No, he's not that. But you still, like, as much of a fan as I am of Cousins, I would not trade up and trade what the 49ers traded to draft Kirk Cousins. And that was the comp. So it does make me wonder a little bit, would Kyle Shanahan trade all of that? He would have traded the number two pick in the draft in 2017 for Kirk, but at that point he hadn't been paid all that money. Um... Would 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 he trade up nine spots? What are you doing? Would you stop with the, just this one comp? He won the big game. <laughs> he beat he beat Ohio State fifty-two to twenty-four, where he threw for four hundred sixty-four yards, eighty percent. Do you like that? He smoked Notre Dame, threw for almost 83 percent, mm-hmm. four touchdowns, no picks. He smoked number seven Florida, at least on offense, put up 52 points, 400 yards. In the three games that would be the biggest games, he came in big. And just so we're clear, some of the Kirk Cousins stuff isn't just check down Kirk. It comes from his tepid demeanor in the locker room, his whole humness. Yeah, because we know, we he's know not, that? because we know he's not checked down. Charlie. Yeah, but it comes from his I know what personality traits. Okay. That well, a lot of people know, and that's gone a long ways. Now, it, it's maybe not someone saying, like, Kirk's the driest dude of all time. He might be. Which, he's up there. <laughs> right. <laughs> but do we, have we talked to Mac Jones? The, because he looks like Kirk to some extent on the field. He really doesn't. He doesn't look like... Well, Kirk was in Washington. Yeah, but you... He looks like an air raid Kirk at Alabama, but have we talked to Mac Jones? Is he... Who who is Mac Jones? 
I'm just telling you, like some of the you Kirk-ness, said he, he's you said he's still holding on to a big Bertha, which is the equivalent of Kirk driving the ninety, you know, the two thousand and six minivan. You, you basically no, 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 it's not. That's nothing like it. He <laughs> probably plays golf with a very nice club. What I'm saying is, that's what that's where his arm caps out at. Like he's got the two forty shot. He can't upgrade though. Okay. I, th- I, I he's, he's sorry. How he's do you know he's arm. much like, different personality-wise than Kirk? I'm, I don't. But okay. how do you know he he's that similar? All right, fair enough. But, but let's not Kirk Cousins. The, out the conversation. What I'm suggesting is you're you're not you tra- trading to get Kirk Cousins. You're trading to get the uh, Kirk Cousins kind of player. He kind of looks like him, I guess. I mean, big teeth, smile, blonde, kind of. You basically said. That this guy isn't that that his ceiling isn't as high, you know. So maybe you know his I, floor I, is. That's not exactly what I said. I also said Tom Brady probably doesn't have a cannon to launch at sixty yards. He's also playing with the big Bertha that he acquired and <laughs> or the ping driver that he got in <laughs> two thousand seven. <laughs> no, there's been better ping drivers since two thousand seven. I know there is. But that's what he's left with. Okay, he's just he's staying with my Nike driver from yeah. He's got the Nike. Like Tom Brady's not launching deep shots, and Mac Jones can throw it down the field. Okay, uh, fair enough. Well, my suggestion yeah. with the big what, like sorry you took that wrong. Didn't the, you? The suggestion was essentially like that's what's in his bag. I know, but the suggestion to me <clears throat> that's fine. You're clearing it up. Was also that. You know, he's just not a guy that, you know, is going – he's he's an, he's 22 or whatever he is going on 39. Like, he's an old-school guy. He's not going to wow he, you. He doesn't have a ton of technology, but he just does everything really well and is really smart and a perfect fit for for what Kyle wants to do. Is he, does he wor- drink beers? I have no idea. Why, does, does Kirk not drink? I think Kirk. I mean, Kirk. I've drank Kirk a beer drinks. Kirk. Yeah, Kirk drinks. I, like, it caps at three. <laughs> okay. Oh, my God. You know, it's a good thing that There's when you and I. There's nothing wrong with that. It's, it's a good thing that when you, you and I play golf, there really isn't a cap. It doesn't seem like. Until we get so overheated, we're like, ah, maybe we should slow down. Um, here's my. These guys are saying, here's some quotes. He's pretty goofy. And then another receiver from Alabama says, oh, Devontae Smith says, he's really goofy. And then Khalif Jackson says, he's a clown. Talking about Mac Jones. Are you well, if he's, a, if he's a goofy enough to be an actual clown, then he knows how to fit in. Okay. Like, I would be goofy enough to be the clown. Kirk's just odd. Kirk, Kirk's very religious and is odd. And, and that has nothing to do with religion. Mark Brunel was very religious. He was not odd. Okay. A lot of guys I've known have been very religious. They're not. They can still be goofy. You look. You've told me Kirk is you know different and a little bit aloof and odd. I don't um, think he's aloof. Well, you've said that before to me. You know, aloof means stand. N- a not, bit aloof is not Kirk. No, again, it's not stand up. Here's the thing I would I would tell you with Kirk is like it's always you have these great conversations and then realize that now we're in that you've only talked about you. 
and you realize why the conversation was so great because everybody likes to talk about themselves. The, meaning the conversation when he talks to you, it's all about you, Chris. Yeah, he just keeps asking about you, and he's and he's interested. Okay, man. he's a good listener, okay. really good listener. Kirk is. Yeah, a good. Good <clears throat> psychiatrist. He's, he's very process oriented. I like just you know I like Kirk Cousins, right? I know like, you, I like Kirk. I know you so do. But some you, of this, what we're saying, it, it doesn't mean I, I like Kirk Cousins a lot. He's just dry. Yeah, there's Kirk is not a guy with the most. Friends he's not on going team. on our Vegas trip. No, no, he's not. He's not going no, on the Vegas. He's the guy that I call home and I'm like, babe, I'm going to go fishing for three days. And she's like, with who? Kirk. Oh, have fun. See ya. <laughs> <laughs> right. All right. Let's don't get too wild out there, Chris. <laughs> let me net it out. You are still on Mac Jones as yeah. a lock at number three overall. Yeah. Okay. Um, next thing I wanted to get to is that John Kime, who um, you know, is not a big newsbreaker. John does what he does really well, and he's not asked necessarily by ESPN.com to be the big newsbreaker because they have the newsbreakers like Adam Schefter, you know, etc. Um, John had a source that told him that Washington would be willing to trade up into the top 10 to land the quarterback that they like if that quarterback starts to slip. John also reported yesterday that the team would be willing to trade up, um, maybe not even into the top ten, but maybe you know outside of the top ten for players at other positions such as tackle or linebacker. He also reported that if Florida tight end Kyle Pitts does the unthinkable and slides, a number of teams, including Washington, would pursue a deal. Look, if Kyle Pitts starts to slide, you're gonna that'll be. You're going to have to pay a hefty price to get to whoever, whomever's on the clock. And Kyle, let's just say that Miami at six is on the clock and Pitts hasn't been taken by Atlanta at four because they took a quarterback or they traded and somebody took a quarterback. And then Cincinnati decides it's Jamar Chase or Panay Sewell. I mean, once you, if Pitts it's drops. It's not happening. It's going to have to be a mess on draft day like a couple of these guys have had in the last 10 years or mess the day before allegations or some crap okay only way assuming no mess you don't think he gets by four do you i don't i i I know he doesn't get by five and if he and no one's if he got by five no one's trading out of six they're taking him you mean nobody's they're not getting pits yeah unless they moved up to four what do and you th- if they're doing that, it's to take a quarterback. What do you think? You think I talk it's- to Kime. It's so funny. I always like Kime is so great because he probably had a great source, and I didn't even put this really together. But I, Kime called me like five days ago, and then we always talk for an hour anyway yeah. about nonsense, right? How you doing stuff? Yeah. But yeah, I, I love <clears throat> Kime's. Like, okay, let me make sure this is. Does this really fit? Kime probably calls like nine dudes. He's really good <laughs> if you were to break news. Oh no! When like he's lo- so thorough and so sure, so like sure. time has something. He's called nine other people just as background to like. Would this idea really work? No doubt, and and that's why the Lombardi stuff from last week about their, you know, being totally, you know, enamored and in love with Trey Lance, and they're going to be aggressive if Lance starts to drop. Um, I, you know, it's not that I dismissed it completely, but with Kime. 
I'm like, he's got somebody that really knows that they've got somebody in mind. And if that somebody starts to drop, they're going to get aggressive and go up. I don't know who that somebody is. I'm going to guess, based on what I learned two months ago, I think that there are people in that organization that like Justin Fields. Lombardi said it's Lance. Kime did not indicate anybody that specifically they're interested in. But you think that it would be Fields that would start to drop out of all five of them? I don't think... The more I watch Lance, too, because I keep going back. I did Lance first, and I do this every time I watch these guys. Is You start to watch the first guy, and you're like, damn, he's pretty good. And then you watch the next guy, and you're like, he's pretty good. And he does some of these things. And a lot, Did the last guy even do some of these things, for lack of a better term? And I keep going back and watching Lance, and it's it's like there's a lot of unseen on Lance with ability to run an offense. Of course. A lot of unseen. Traits are there. Like, I love his traits. Right. I like his traits more than I like Fields' traits. But there's still some un- – both of them could fall a little bit. Look, they – I mean, not go one, two, three, four, five, or one, two, three, four. You know, both of them could fall. The tw- you could see one of them sitting at 12 or 13 or even 15 to New England. I'm not. I wouldn't be surprised if that happened. Yeah, I mean, which, like, in trying to figure out, let's just assume that Marty and Martin and Chris Polian and Stokes and Gribble and Ron, there is a quarterback among the three that we're pretty sure are not going one or two that they really do like. Just who's your guess on who it is? I would guess that it would be... uh, Trey Lance. Okay. I had a guy on from the Draft Network. He thinks Washington's, you know, that Mac Jones is going to be the fifth quarterback taken and that Jones would be there at like the 14 with Minnesota and that would be, you know, a trade up five spots to get Mac Jones. God, the Mac, the Mac Jones thing is so interesting. You know, somebody pointed out to me this morning that – He's when, not cool. When the I se- told you that. I, I understand that. Somebody pointed out to me when the season ended that, well, first of all, we know that, you know, before the season started, he was like, you know, a mid-round, you know, guy. Um, but the, um, the uh, somebody pointed out to me that, that when the season ended, the over-under on the pick in the first round that he would go was 18 and a half, and he was clearly the fifth of the five. Mm-hmm. You know, and that Trask was even close to him at that point. Mm-hmm. But... You know, here here's what makes me. Kellen believe. Mond's going six. I bet you he doesn't. But okay, I'll um, give you. What, is, what are my odds on that? What are you going to give me? Uh, I I'll do an even money on that. I'll do an even money on that. Even mo- so, you you're not sure. No, I think that probably if you, you were sure you'd give well, me at I'll, least. I'll, I'll see if I can find you, what the odds are. Like, the sixth pick. I'll see if I can find what the odds are on the sixth pat sixth pick, but um, the, the bottom line is is that um, I'm going to bet on. I'm going to I'm going to go to mybookie.com. I'm a. I don't think my bookie. Ha- I don't think my bookie has the list of QBs. I was looking for that. Um, oh, hold on, draft position quarterbacks. 
I've got to look for this. It's going to take longer to look for it. All I'm saying is that I think between Trask, Mond, and Mills now, they're probably sort of equal odds on who ends up being the sixth pick. I would vote, I would bet on Mills now, and I would also bet that Trask goes before Mond. I personally like Jamie Newman. I I know he had a terrible senior bowl um, or senior bowl practices, but in terms of watching him at Wake Forest, and he didn't play at Georgia last year because he opted out, that guy to me looks like he has a huge upside. I do not, I'm not a fan of Kellen Mond at all. But it sounds like you are, but we're not getting to Mond yet today. We're going to get to Lawrence and Zach Wilson, correct? Correct. Okay. We're going to do that next. We will finish up the show today with the latest between Dan Snyder and Bruce Allen, um, among others. Uh, We'll get to Cooley's film breakdowns of the two quarterbacks that are projected to go 1-2 right after this word from one of our sponsors. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Before we get to Cooley's film breakdowns of the two quarterbacks at the top of the draft, I just want to make sure I want our positions sort of official here um, two weeks, less than two weeks from, from the draft. I think that Mac Jones, I agree with you, I think he's going number three. I think there's a lot that doesn't make sense about it, but you know why I'm going with that more than anything else? Because Adam Schefter reported it and because you are so convinced, and I really do think that you are right on this stuff more often than not. That's why I believe Mac Jones will go number three. And the first guy I thought about when they traded up, even though I didn't think Mac Jones had the biggest upside, was Mac Jones because I thought he would be the perfect fit for what Kyle, Mike, and everybody else in that organization would want. Um, Secondly, my position on Washington is that they may desire a trade up, but when 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 all is said and done, on Thursday night, April 29th, I believe Washington will make a selection at 19. They won't move up. They won't move back. They'll pick at 19, and it won't be a quarterback. It'll probably be a linebacker or an offensive lineman, um, but that is my guess. Your position less than two weeks out is Mac Jones definitely at number three, right? Yeah. And then does Washington move up? Or do they stand pat at 19? Where are you on that? They move up if guys fall. 
they don't move up to four. So because they're not sure if Lance or Fields will go at four, which means then likely they would not go at five, and then likely they would also not go at six. So what's your Someone prediction? Could, what's my prediction? Yeah. What do you think Washington does in the first round? I think they move up, and I think they take Trey Lance. Okay, there you go. But that means someone didn't tra- take Trey Lance before eight. Right, so you've got them moving up to no less... Eight. Okay, eight. Carolina's eight. Because really at that point, Pitts, uh, Denver, if they haven't gotten the quarterback, are probably going to take who's ever left. And then again, I've pointed this out, I just don't see Dallas, the Giants, or the Eagles at 10, 11, or 12, dealing with Washington so that Washington can get their quarterback of the future. I don't see that happening. Which means that the chart, he'd have to go to 13 and be available at 13 where the Chargers pick to have any chance. Because the Chargers obviously are not going to take a quarterback with Justin Herbert. Right. So you've got them. I think it could also be competitive at eight with New England. And Denver. And Denver... So here's where it's weird for me because because I think Jones is going three. One of these two in Lance and Fields could end up being a better quarterback than the other one. Obviously, both of them could be better quarterbacks than anybody else in this draft. We understand how the NFL works. Right. Like nobody's ever right. right. This would be every team would draft the right guy and things would go well. Like teams spend a boatload of time and get this wrong more than fifty percent of the time. But I I think if Denver's at ten. I don't see this definitive gap between Fields and Lance on film. Without getting them in my building and understanding who's who and what's what, there's, to me, not a big gap between the two. Well, your film so breakdown. Denver saw them that way, why breakdown, would Denver move up? Your film breakdown, you liked Lance more. I did. I did. But I still don't see, and the, the, the more I go back and watch Lance, and keep in mind it's a, a full year ago, I don't see this massive, like, two point gap. If you went on a scale of one to 10, th- there's a half point gap for me God, I with do, the two of them. I do like Fields. I, I, again, and this is where people, get, I think, get confused when we have these conversations. It doesn't mean we don't like, I don't like Fields. Yeah. It just means I like, one guy a little bit more right now. This isn't the way. I We were very clear on this the other day. Your discussion You have fields, to constantly be clear because you're like, dude hates Fields. I know. Hates him. I know. Well, whatever. You, I you know can't deal with those people. But, you, you know, just to, to be clear again, you know, you did not think Dwayne Haskins was anywhere near worthy of being a first-round pick. It's not that you totally disliked Haskins coming out. You just did not see him as a, as number 15 overall, and you thought that that was way too of a, big of a reach, and you thought that, you know, he, if Washington didn't, didn't take him, he may have still been available in the second round. You have not said the same thing about Fields. Now, you did say... You know, maybe a second round grade, but he's definitely going to go going in the first. Correct. And Correct. you and you also made a big distinction between how you've evaluated Fields versus Haskins. You like Fields a lot more as a pro prospect than you liked Haskins. Correct. Okay. Um, all right. Yeah, I, th- I think the the two are not the same. Like there is a gap between those two. By the way, on the you know supposed bet that we either made or didn't make in the last segment. Basically, Mond, Trask, and Mills, and Newman 
are all sort of the next group of quarterbacks with the exact same odds of being the sixth quarterback taken. I'm surprised Newman's got the same odds as Mond and Mills and Trask. But I don't think Mond will be the first. Uh, I don't think he'll be number six. So I will just make, you know, a no odds. Even you've got Mond and I've got the field, basically. Because you're convinced it's Mond, and I, I'm convinced yeah, it's but if, not. But theoretically, if you had the field and they're all even odds, the field has better odds. No, not necessarily. No, that's not true um, at all. Yeah. No. Uh, we will make this bet. No, it's a, it's a yes no really... on Mond. You, you, you say I'm Mond is six, today. and I say he's not. And right now, the bet doesn't have to be placed, and we'll see if okay. even odds stay six days from now. But the draft hasn't happened, so I don't have to turn in any tickets. You haven't even done a film breakdown of Mond yet. I don't so have to sh- turn in any tickets, and I'll do it next week okay. when I want to. Okay. Fair enough. All right, let's. This get isn't to- like I, I I don't I'm I'm holding my Sweet Sixteen bracket <laughs> or my NCAA tournament bracket, but it's still Monday. Yeah, I mean the game is. Still- we haven't got to the play-ins yet. No, we can. I we- can fill that thing out five minutes before the play-in. Look, we could make potentially we could make this bet after the first round's over, but I think the sixth quarterback could go at the very end of the first round, so that the team gets the fifth-year option on that play. I wouldn't be surprised about that either. Okay. So that maybe that's another bet. Um, all right, uh, get to who you want, who, who are you going to do first? So I want to I want to do Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson. Right. I don't want to belabor this. I don't think we need to spend an ass load of time doing it because neither quarterback is going to go to Washington. They're going one and two, and I I would still bet you that Lawrence ends up going one. Okay, yeah, because you almost alluded yesterday to the I possibility. I didn't allude. I said I think Zach Wilson's a better quarterback. Yes, but that you didn't say that he would go with number one necessarily. But you think Zach Wilson? All right. So let me just so let's well, just, the, answer and then that the crazy question. Stuff is like who's the highest rate, of, Who's the highest rated quarterback on your board? Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson is okay. So you're going to start with the video breakdown, the film breakdown of Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> okay, because you said so. Well, you said you were going to. You know, you saw that stuff come out on Lawrence yesterday. Like, I don't have a chip on my shoulder, blah, blah, blah. I loved it. You know why? You know why I yeah. love that? Let me let me read the quote for everybody. I love it. It's a Sports Illustrated story on Trevor Lawrence. And he said, and this got a lot of attention yesterday. He said, quote, it's hard to explain um, to people um, that that I'm passionate about what I do and that it's really important to me. But I don't have this huge chip on my shoulder that everyone's out to get me and I'm trying to prove everybody wrong. I just don't have that. I can't manufacture that. I don't want to. And I think people mistake that for being a competitor or I think what he's trying to say, lack of a competitor. I think that's unhealthy to a certain extent, just as always thinking that you've got to prove somebody wrong, that you've got to do more, that you've got to do better. Here's why I love that. Uh, well, first of all, you said you love the quote. Why did you love the quote? First of all, this is how I felt my whole career. <laughs> you never had anything to prove? No, he has something to prove. He just doesn't have to prove it to anybody else. Right. Like, I never felt like I had to prove anything to anybody else. Like, I'm going to be better than those eight dudes, league done, messed up, not taking me first tight end. Well, Bill no. Par- Bill Parcells thought you were, you know, you weren't even a tight end. Well, yeah, that, that's a little different. Like, I didn't like Bill Parcells because Bill Parcells thought I was a special teams player, and I'm like, well, that's that's just stupid, Bill. <laughs> yeah, like that that one's just you're wrong. But I just 
I didn't look at any of these other dudes. Like I wasn't even like some of the other dudes. Like I wasn't at all like Ben Watson, who was drafted in my year. We had a four five or whatever. It's not me. This is going to be me. I want played hard. It didn't mean that I wasn't competitive. Didn't mean that I didn't work hard. I just didn't need some animosity towards somebody else to work hard. I like a guy who works hard, Kev, because he wants to work hard. Because he likes ball. I love this with, from Trevor Lawrence. Well, here's here's why. And why what chip does he have? Exactly. He's been like the football Jesus. For, exactly. For years. The point. That, that's my point. Is that there's been no reason for him to have a chip on his shoulder or try to prove everybody wrong. He was the anointed one from the day he arrived in high school. Let alone college, right? And 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 he, there's nobody that said that he needs to prove everybody wrong. Everybody said since day one, this is the number one pick in the draft, and he's can't miss. So, but but there's another part of this. Two two other parts, real quickly. One is that if you watch Lawrence play, it looks like he's playing to prove somebody wrong. He is so competitive, and he's so good in the clutch, and has been since day one. He really comes through in the biggest moments. And then number two is this, and this is my favorite part, because Dabo Sweeney is just for me one of the more insufferable coaches you have to listen to week in and week out. Every single week, it's like poor little old Clemson Man, we I don't no one no one thought we could win. We had our backs to the corner. Everybody's saying no, that we dude. weren't good enough. Little old Clemson, uh-huh. here we are. And who's ever said mm-hmm. that about Clemson for five, seven years? They've been one of the two most powerful programs in America. And he does that, and his quarterback is like ac- actually acknowledges the truth, which is nobody has given me any reason to have a chip on my shoulder, and and certainly not our team either. But he's the opposite of Dabo Sweeney. But look, if I saw a guy that then went out on the field and seemed to play lackadaisically or like he wasn't interested, then that quote would bother me. But his play is the opposite of that quote. He actually plays like he's got a chip on his shoulder. But I love the fact that he said, you know, it's it, it gets to the point probably with somebody like him where it is a little bit unhealthy. Although Jordan always felt that way. Jordan was always trying, you know, any slight. He would take any slight and build it into, you know, the whole world's against me. A lot of Tom guys Brady are that does way. the same thing. The Patriots did yep. the same thing. But he the- was he was the 199th player taken overall. He was slighted. Yeah. I mean, for a while, <laughs> yeah, for a while, true. But he, last, but it was always the last f- few Super Bowls. It was like three years ago. The, I think the year the Pats you thought were terrible on defense, and they had this whole "us versus the world" mentality. And I'm going, this is the fucking Patriots. Right? Don't pretend here. All right, start with Trevor Lawrence. All right. So the thing, first of all, Trevor Lawrence is prototype A. Six six two twenty. Great athlete, great arm. He good feet, good leader, winner. He is football baby Jesus, or football grown Jesus. If he grew a beard, he he could actually pull that off. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I mean you know, I know you're a Catholic. It, it hurts you. No, hurts it, it has like nothing that. to do with that. I but. But I, I, yeah, this this guy is the he has been the chosen one for 
the last four, three, four, five years of our, of, of our following college football, you know, recruiting anything else. Tell me, tell me about. Do, do you know how much fun it would be if this was your son? Oh my like god! Like to never have to have any criticism, be elite, win national championships, be the first round pick. This is this is my this is Bodie, man. You never have to sit in the crowd and listen, you know, to another parent. No, say, why? no. Why is she and son in the game? <laughs> he, he throws a pick. Yeah, and it's a bad one, man. It's a red zone pick, and the he didn't. He stares it down against Virginia Tech, and it's a tight game. And everyone in the stands is like, "Kevin, he's great, dude. That that, that receiver, he's got to cut that thing off a little exactly. bit." Exactly. No, like it's like he's never even had the quarterback's fault. It was always ah man, if he'd have had just a half second longer, and oh lucky play by the defender. You're you're good. He's good. He watch this. Watch this, Dad. He's gonna come down the next drive and he's gonna take him in. He'll he'll do whatever it takes, man. Your son's the best. Don't don't worry about that. And they're right. And they're right a lot of the time. Yeah. Uh. Look, everything he does, he can do at elite levels. He can make down-the-field throws at an elite level. He can make that that Sunday type of throw. That That's the new thing. It's a Sunday throw, that, or, which is really the Saturday throw because this throw doesn't exist on Sunday, where you're throwing a back shoulder fade on into the field on the far hash. Well, you'll never have to make a throw that far in the NFL right. to a back shoulder fade. Right. And frankly, he makes throws that guys really don't even attempt. Yeah. No one throws a back shoulder fade on the far hash. Right. It's impossible. And he makes it. He throws the 12-yard speed out across the field and makes it in timing and rhythm. Explain to everybody what you're talking about with respect to the hashes so they understand. College hashes are much wider than NFL hashes. So if the ball's put on the right hash, the throw's about four yards further than an NFL hash throw to the other side of the field. Right. Which means the timing's disrupted as well. Like that ball has to be out now. Yeah. Your dude's running a speed out and that ball doesn't come out now. And that ball's thrown out of bounds. Which, Kev, he does. He's late a lot. We'll get to that. He does throw that ball out of bounds, oftentimes. But still, when it's in rhythm, he's an A. A plus. Arm talent, man. He'll sit in the pocket and he'll take shots. He'll take shots and deliver the ball. He'll take shots against crap schools and deliver the ball. It's amazing these dudes in college football. They, they, they are, their protection stuff is shit. <laughs> Some of this RPO run action stuff, their backs have no effing idea what they're doing, and you're getting free runners up the middle. Right. Hitting quarterbacks in the face. It is unsound stuff that they do in a lot of these college programs as far as protecting the quarterback. And he knows it. And he'll sit in there and take that shot. It's just, he can unleash the ball, man. And mm. it's it's pretty. It's a thing of beauty. Like, Over-the-top motion. He he can do exactly. Mechanics are great. Lower body's really good. I mean, you're hitting ball of, hit ball of foot cleats to deliver th- a throw. Like, he's ready. He, he can do it. And and he's a really fluid runner, natural runner. Oh, can run the rock. Oh, yeah. When did it become the rock? It's a ball. <laughs> I don't know. That's a good question. Man, he can throw the rock, man. He runs the rock well. I don't know when that became. I don't even – you know what? It, I don't even know if it's it's a thing. It's more of a thing in basketball. No, he, it's a thing. Well, it's not a rock there either. He can shoot the rock, man. He can handle the rock or the pill. 
the negatives. Yeah. The dude will stare down routes. Yes. He and, and I think in part, we talked about this with Lance and some with Fields, is they go through a week and they, they have schemed something open. We know what defenses looks, defensive looks we're going to get, and we're going to scheme this open. And here's what you're going to do. Okay. You have two posts to your left, and you have a crosser coming back across the field. And they're going to be in cover three, and that corner is going to run with that first post. It'll, he'll carry it. Promise you. Just look at the post. Okay. Look at the post, hitch, throw the crosser. Schemed open, bro. Here he comes back. Boom, boom, boom. I'm looking at the post. I plant, turn, open my hips, throw that crosser. Cornerback from Virginia Tech sitting right there. Drops a pick. Comes up. He's going to come off the sideline like, coach. And Dabo's like, don't, don't, don't worry about it. They're, they're telling your dad in the stands, like, that guy just messed that corner. He should have carried the post. That was his fault. I love that. That's, it's dude, so we, true. We, we did this. We worked this up all week. That, that shouldn't have happened. He, that's a bust on his part. He, good thing he didn't pick it. His parents have never heard. You're good. Let's get back out there and keep playing some ball. His parents have never heard one criticism of him from anybody at any game they've ever attended. That is is such a rare thing, especially when your kids play. You know, when your kids actually play, oh, my God, there's no doubt you're going to hear at some point, at some point, accidentally, they're not they're not saying it for you to hear. You just happen to be sitting two rows behind him. And you hear somebody say, Jesus, God, he, he missed the pass again and he keeps shooting shots. And I can't believe the coach is letting him shoot those shots. <laughs> By the way, the staring down, don't you think it's the number one reason for his picks? Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, not he, and staring down isn't always that he's luring defenders into do into spots. It's that he don't see he doesn't see the guy sitting right in front of the route he's throwing. Right, like like a linebacker that's no, dropped. Exactly right. I, I'm trying to think. There's a game I'm watching. So he's got, I think it was Ohio State. I think it was Ohio State, probably nineteen. So he goes with this little. Uh, run action fake and they rotate coverage and he's looking, he's trying to throw a seam to his right side. They're rotating a safety from the left side, way back to the middle of the field. who can't play it. And he looks at the guy that rotates back and then he turns his head and looks to the right side and the linebacker is dropping right into his seam. His helmet stripe is staring at him. Yeah. And then he throws it at him. And a dude drops the pick, and you're like, Whoa. right. I, I think that's really. Did you imp- not see there? It's really but important they, there, like because you, if somebody goes and looks up his numbers, he hasn't thrown a lot of picks. But he's had you, a bunch dropped, though. He has had a lot dropped. That's a hundred percent true. I can, I can picture it, and I, whenever it happened, I'd be like, hmm, you know, because you just wonder this guy's so brilliant, and he's such a lock to be the number one pick, and yet, uh, he got lucky there. Man, he got lucky there. Does and he's taken some sacks too over the years. Is that oh, because yeah. he's staring receivers I, down? That's one because he's staring receivers down, and two, he's got this weird tendency to climb the pocket too quick. Where you're watching him and you're like, you, bro, you don't have to step up here. Mm-hmm. Just sit tall. And and he, he and I, I know he's he likes to step up because. He'll step up, get big, get tall as a thrower, and be able to throw it over the line even as he's getting tight up in the pocket. So he, he's able to make big-time throws like that. 
But I think a lot of times he steps up and the pressure will get to him. I think a lot of times he's looking way too hard at number one and staying with number one that he's late to get to two or even never get to three. He can stare dudes down. He can get fixated. Right. And then there's these other weird plays where it, it was like the fourth one. It, it's not all the time where he takes the snap, looks left, looks right, looks back, left, looks back, right. And you're like, where is he? What is he doing with his eyes? He's all over the field. I, I, so some of that I don't understand. Look, it, here, here's the, the sum up of this deal. He can make every big play. He can run it. He can juke dudes. He can play with physicality as a runner. He can make every throw. He's got velocity. He can drop a ball in a bucket. He, he can do everything there. He's got courage in the pocket. Splash plays. He, for me, has way too many concerning plays. Okay. For an NFL offense. Now, maybe he goes to Florida and everyone's – or to Florida, to Jacksonville, and everyone's saying, well, they'll run a college offense with Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer does not call shit. At, he didn't call anything at Ohio State. Ryan Day called it all. Urban Meyer is not going to call a play in Jacksonville. They got the Seahawks offensive coordinator. Bevel. Yeah, Bevel. Which, by the way, as we know, is a guy that will run a lot of college concepts. And you're going to get some college concepts. They're going to have to do that. He's running an offense that is a well-designed, well-created college offense. And that's what you should do because that works and you have dudes. And like, it's not air raid, though. It's not – you're not making true progression reads as much. You're going schemed shots, one, to maybe get down to two. It, the, his progression ability is there, but it's not – polished right it'll take some time it'll take it'll take him a little time and if he's amazing it'll take a very short amount of time and i i would bet that it would take a short amount of time you know the last thing that i i like about lawrence it's funny when I, you watch these dudes it's so common i don't really care about what he did in 2017 2018 you should and i went back and i watched some of the 19 season he struggled a lot like struggled against charlotte struggled against Georgia Tech struggled against North Carolina, struggled a little bit against Florida. I mean, he threw two picks against Syracuse, bro. Yeah. Even though he threw for 395. Right. But then he kind of overcame that. So I don't mind seeing him struggle some through what the, the sophomore slump type of deal to overcome that a little bit. I, I, actually, I actually think you get better from that kind of stuff. Um, um, but yeah, he's not like right now in the NFL, like in college, he's a, this last year was just under 70% completions that equates to like 59, 60 in the league next year, which is fine, which would be fine. His drive in the semifinal game two years ago in this against Ohio state, the 95 yep. yard drive at the end is just one of those where you, you you just watch and watch what he did from a passing standpoint, from a running standpoint, from a big down standpoint. Just fucking awesome. I mean, it didn't take long, and they were right down the field after actually really being held down much of the night. And you thought Ohio State might win the game, and he was just he was he was incredible. He was brilliant. No, he was incredible. But you look at those last two games, and they beat Ohio State. Ended up losing to LSU. 
he threw for 54%. He was 54 completion percentage against Ohio State. He was like 48, 49 against LSU. Yeah, well. And LSU. They couldn't get LSU off the field. Put a hell of a defense together. They couldn't get LSU off the field, but he also threw a, a lot of concerning balls against LSU. All right, so. so like, uh, what I'm saying is, I, I think that, like, he's. He's just always been the perfect dude, and I, I don't. I'm not saying that he's not a hard worker, and I'm not saying, but he's not perfect. He's way too much concerning to be perfect. Here's a question for you: Before we get to Zach Wilson, which you have rated, you're going to have him rated higher than Trevor Lawrence. How much higher did you would you, did you rate Joe Burrow than Trevor Lawrence? Because you loved Burrow. Oh, Burrow, Burrow is like, like as good as it gets as a college quarterback with that year he had at LSU. Yeah, but but his tape coming into the NFL, you, you're still convinced Burrow's going to be an absolute star. I hope that that injury doesn't hurt him. Right. I, I think a lot of people were convinced that Carson Palmer was going to be an absolute star, and he had some – he was he was making some plays for Cincinnati – does Lawrence remind you? I would have never made this comparison last year because I was not a Justin Herbert fan. Dead wrong. Yeah, he reminds me of Herbert. Yeah, that's who he reminds me of in terms mm-hmm. of the way Herbert played this year. Same, yeah. basically the same body build, same size, and this the, the same style of play. By the way, if he's Justin Herbert, I'd take Justin Herbert right now the way he looked last year. All right, let's, yeah, you you redraft last year. Tell me Herbert doesn't go number one. All right, let's uh, let's get to Zach Wilson right after this word from one of our sponsors. The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com Zach Wilson, BYU. Joe Theismann said he'd take him number one. Chris Sims said best quarterback in this draft. You think the same thing, right? Yeah, I, I think the same thing. The the thing you're looking at with Zach Wilson, like the Clemson's and Al- Lawrence and Mac Jones, you're saying elite talent. The, maybe the first knock on Wilson would be uh, Navy, Troy, Louisiana Tech, Texas, San Antonio, Houston, Texas right. State, Western Kentucky. They're not playing dudes, and because they're not playing dudes. You're getting some open looks, man. Like when you watch Wilson, there are some plays where he could maybe get ball down the field, tight window throw. Instead, goes ah, check down in the corner of my eye, throw a check down, check down takes it forty touchdown. 
Good timing progression, but come on. 40 yards, no one can even touch him. <laughs> like, come on, Western Kentucky. Right. Get your guys to tackle. <laughs> Try to play sound coverage. Come on, Texas State. Jesus. UT Jesus. San Antonio. How'd we lose to Coastal Carolina? Well, that was a great football game. I mean, Coastal, Coastal Carolina is a good, good yeah, football they, team. They were last year. That was a great game. No, and you played at Coastal. Yep. At Coastal. I mean, <laughs> you know, it, and, he, and he had him down, you know, at like the 15-yard line at the end almost to win it. Well, I think I think that's the way it ended. Um, anyway. So when I see the great quarterbacks in the league right now, the first thing I notice and the first thing you notice and anyone really, when you start to really watch it, is every throw, every arm angle, quick release, no matter where it's coming from, with zip on the ball. Zach Wilson's the guy that has this. It, it, he is the smoothest throw of the football, hands down. It's and it's not always, it, but the throw. I mean, every arm angle looks like he's a baseball player. Like it's all coming out clean. Right. But it's not that high, always high to find, you know, left shoulder high ball come up, two hands on the ball over the top delivery. Boom. Trevor Lawrence, perfect, perfect poise, perfect. No, the ball's just if you time as his left hand came off the ball, say he's in the pocket, two hands on the ball. If you time left hand off the ball, he's the fastest. No, no question. It's just pure. It's Mahomes-like. It's Rodgers-like. It's whoop, ball out. Zip on it. Right. To me, right now, with how everyone wants to operate in the NFL, with a lot of the underneath stuff, starting to integrate the RPO stuff, quick decisions, tight windows, that's how I want the ball out. If I'm, if I'm, when I'm teaching my son how to play quarterback. Balls out quickly. Balls out. I don't care how to find that release and delivery is like when I was in high school, I could, I threw like a baseball player and I, I was, as a freshman, I should have been the quarterback, but I, I missed the seven on sevens for the summer. Cause I left Wyoming. I came back and they're there. I'm making these throws and all, the coach is like, no, 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 no. That's not how we throw the football here, son. You keep it up on your right shoulder high, two hands on the ball. And then you got over the top. And it was like, what is this weird? Like perfect. Does the ball get there? Out of your hand quick and accurately. And for me, smooth as a guy is, Zach Wilson. Pure, number one. Number one in terms of that. Timing, anticipation, probably the best of all of them. The ball is out so many times before the receiver turns. Little run action fake, 18-yard comeback, receiver hits about 16 yards, ball's in the air. Takes one step out of break, and he's like, whoa, ball's on me. Timing and anticipation and trust is there almost to a fault sometimes. Like I, the, one of his three picks last year, he's throwing a back shoulder fade, and the corner turns as he's starting to release it. And you'd love it to see him eat it, but he's trying to release it before the rec- the receiver's still got five yards to go. Corner turns, and as soon as the corner turns inside, you can't throw a back shoulder fade. He sees the ball, but it's just he, he's just releasing it that quick. I think he throws on the move better than anybody. I think he naturally is a runner. He, he's evading the pocket and some of those boot stuff or, or rolling even to his left and it's just boop, out. Like we watched Dwayne Haskins rolling and it's just this awkward, like jumping backward movement. And it, nope. Zach Wilson looks like he picked it up at shortstop and like he's turning two or like a smooth second baseman. Hard, hard, hard grounder going towards first turn whip. See ya. 
there. And his arm's strong. Yep. Now, saying like every throw, arm angles, all that stuff, I still think the mechanics are smooth. I still think his feet are good in the pocket as a natural, like in pocket passer. He keeps good base. He keeps good balance. He can still drive. He's he's good at driving off that back foot to drive forward. It's not that kind of awkward open. He's accurate. He's he's still excellent base, excellent footwork, fluid hips, fluid throw. His pocket management, I think, is really good. He has the ability to run if he needs to run. Uh, didn't he can really? It's not like it, but it's not like. I don't like this. I'm going to take off. It's one, two, three. Dudes aren't open. Let's go make something happen. You can really slide, too. I've seen yeah, he, He's a baseball player. Yeah. So I just see him as the smoothest of all of them. I see him as the most natural thrower of the football of all of them. Um, I think anticipation, progression stuff, I think he's excellent. I, just, I can't say enough about what I think Wilson is. I think he's the purest of all the quarterbacks. All right, does Zach Wilson have any weaknesses? Uh, Cooley will answer that right after this word from one of our sponsors. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You love Zach Wilson, that's obvious. Uh, what are his weaknesses, if he has any? Mm, he gets cute sometimes. He gets what? He gets cute sometimes. Like, I've never seen a guy attempt as many no-look throws. Mahomes style. Yeah. Like you see him throwing like, you know, even, even almost like Mahomes, like they'll attempt that little quick underneath screen yeah. where he'll start to roll left. And that like for home Mahomes, like here comes Kelsey whipping underneath. And it's like, I'm not even looking at it. Put it on him. Yep. Yep. You'll see him attempt that stuff where you're like, the, yeah, he's still covered though. You can't, you needed to look and see that you shouldn't have given it to him. Right. His weakness is, to me, I think is some of the Brett Favreness. Too much, too many risks. Too many risks. Screw it. We're beating Western Kentucky twenty-eight to three. Let's get some no-look throws in. Um, I'd be. I, I still think he goes too. But I think the Jets are going to be jumping, doing cartwheels and handsprings, backflips. They can when they get him at two. So I think one of the things you see with Wilson too, um, you said it at the beginning. God, he throws with every arm angle. He's got the you know. First of all, they ran some of the stuff that Kansas City runs, where you know it's an underhand, you know, sidearm underhand to a, to to a tight end coming across, you know, after a shotgun snap, and everybody's looking downfield. He throws that arm angle middle screen where he just sort of chucks it sidearm. There's a it's a lot of the stuff that Mahomes you see do. Yeah, you know, all the time. Um, the difference is I don't think he has anywhere near the arm strength that Mahomes has. I'm not sure anybody does. But you're okay with his his overall arm strength? You think he's got enough? Yeah, I think he's got plenty. 
Yeah. I think he's got plenty of zip on the ball. I think he can get it down the field, no problem. Yep. Do, you, do you think that at 6'3", which is what he's listed, doesn't he look smaller on a football field to you or not? Yep. Looks smaller, yes. Yeah. I was surprised. I thought he looks like he's six one and a half, six exactly. two, but max. Right. It's just those big Mormon dudes playing offensive line in front of him make him look small. If you were, you know, a general manager in Jacksonville, would you be trying to convince Urban Meyer to take Wilson over Lawrence? I don't know. I think they're both pretty sure things. I think they're both going to be good quarterbacks. Uh, for me, yes. But at the same time, like, you're the general manager and you convince him and then Lawrence is the rookie of the year. And they, they look, if I'm saying, yes, let's do the thing that I think is the best thing to do. I would take Wilson over Lawrence way into account, any injury, anything happening, anything with Lawrence. No, Bye. I would. Uh, Wilson would also be perfect for San Francisco too. Like he, he's so good with the ball, ball fakes on play action and boots and all that stuff. He's really, He's an. You can just see what kind of all-around athlete his is. I bet he's a bet. I think I bet he's a, an exceptional basketball player. And I have he plays no, other sports. Yeah, I have no, no doubt. I, yeah, I'm just trying to look to see what other sports he played in high school. But I bet he played baseball. I bet, I bet he played basketball. I bet he. I bet he's single-digit handicap. But he's like a five right now. Yeah. And and at 30 years old, he's going to be scratch. He's he's really sure. he is he is that all around. He's got everything athletically. All right, we'll um, see, dude. I'm I'm more excited to watch him as a pro. I love you. I actually have to leave right now. I know so. you do. So what we'll do is that Snyder Bruce Allen conversation. We will save another for, day. We'll save for another you can day. Do it now. Um, no, I'm gonna. T- I'll probably do it with Tommy tomorrow, and then we'll do it um, on Monday because I know you had some thoughts on it. So uh, you you weren't going to shy away from the conversation. So we will do that um, on Monday. But I'm going to do a podcast more likely than not with Tommy tomorrow morning. Have it out by you know late morning, early afternoon. Um, all right, great job. Appreciate it. See you. All right, back tomorrow with Tommy more likely than not. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Mail checks, invoices, documents, and everything you need to keep your business running. Get rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS. And with the mobile app, you can take care of mailing on the go. Make the same no-brainer decisions as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.